always behave himself and do the homework. Thanks for coming to the Sun of Smiley podcast. My name is Ed Hill, and I am a stand-up comedian and the Sun of Smiley. What you're about to hear are some stories about me, some stories about my dad, and some stories between my dad and I. So sit back, relax, and don't forget to smile. Somebody asked me the other day, "What do comedians do after a show?" I think she was trying to see if how exciting life is after, you know, an hour of making people laugh. And my honest answer was, I go back to my hometown and have a cup of tea, and that's really what I do. It's what I enjoy. I don't want to party. I don't want to do any of that. And I'm, I can't speak for everybody else. I think there are people who enjoy, you know, the more rock star style of life. Um, for me personally, I like coming back, put on some lo-fi hip-hop beats, and uh, have a cup of tea. Somebody says that, you know, well, not somebody. My wife said that you just turn into your dad. This is just genetics at play. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna deny that. You know, my um, my favorite thing to watch currently um, is a lobster. His name is Leon, and it's on YouTube. <laughs> he has millions of views. So I'm not alone in this, by the way. A lot of you know, I know a lot of you are like, why would you watch that? You know, give it a chance before you judge. Um, Leon Lobster is a lobster who was rescued by this guy who went to a grocery store, saw a bunch of lobsters, rescued one, took it home, and he built these nice aquariums to, you know, let Leon thrive. And uh, it's a fascinating um, three, four videos. I cannot stop watching it. Something about it just calms me and gives me a sense of tranquility. Maybe it's because I like crabs, so Leon the Lobster kind of added to that type of experience. I don't know. Maybe, but check it out. Go go on YouTube, type in Leon the Lobster, and now people are doing reaction videos to it, which I am not a fan of. I like Leon the way he is. We don't need reaction to a lobster, and uh, I do wish and hope Leon a long and prosper life. He seems to be doing very well, and uh, yeah, it's incredible to see. I kind of want a lobster now, but I don't know. But, you know, this gentleman um, had Leon for a while. It's not that, you know, within a few days, Leon got better. I think lobsters, when they're trapped in a box um, in the grocery store, they kind of give up on their lives, which, much like all organisms would, they've been in prison to be boiled alive. And, you know, this, this gentleman took a lot of time and care to care for Leon and brush him and, you know, nurse him back to the way it was. Kind of reminded me, you know, something that, I used to do. I didn't have a lobster. That's a dream. That's a dream that will probably never come true because nobody in my family wants me to have a lobster. Um, I, I had a piano teacher. You know, I played the piano throughout my um, childhood and teenagehood and young adulthood. I kind of stopped in my early twenties. Um, I mean, I still play. It's not. I, you, this guy riding a bike. You don't forget how to play, but I don't practice as I used to. I used to practice, you know, an hour to two hours to three hours a day, depending on. Um, the occasion, you know, if I have performances I got to prepare for or, or exams I got to prepare for, I obviously will practice more. But, uh, you know, I had a teacher, his name was um, Dr. Rudy Rosansky. 
He's a piano teacher of mine. Very, uh, very eccentric guy. Um, I think I talked about him a few episodes before where he is this, you know, Eastern European piano professor who, you know, was very, very, I don't even know how to put it, very, very artistically um, formed, like visually. You know what I mean? He's got the long wavy hair. He's got the chest hair that comes out of his shirt. Um, he never buttons his shirt. That's one thing we noticed. And uh, he always wore the same thing, white shirt, black pants, just like a piano player. And, you know, I, you know, he, he, he would teach a little differently. Some piano teachers would teach with one piano and they kind of watch you. He would, uh, he would have two pianos. I will play one, he will play one, and sometimes he demonstrate or sometimes he'll jam with me if I'm improvising and stuff like that. And it was an interesting experience. And um, one thing, though, I always recall was he would always have me do the same chords or same drills, um, you know, same cadence, whatever it may be, over and over. And sometimes he will pick specific sections in a piece of, hey, Ed, I just want you to practice this. Don't practice the whole piece. Um, go back to those places. Make sure you do it properly and slowly and then incorporate in the bigger piece. And I mean, obviously, I hated it. That was not I didn't I don't want to do that. I want to play music. I want to do the whole thing. But he always say, hey, play just the sections you you are not good at and play it properly. Doesn't matter how slow you play it, how out of sync you play. It. Just play it properly and then speed it up and incorporate in the rest of the piece. And I've always, you know, I did, but I didn't do it willingly a lot of times. I'm like, I don't want to. And I think a lot of us feel that way. You know, we, we want to see the destination. We don't necessarily want to see the struggles of the journey. And now, you know, 20 years later, um, I realized something. Is that I see why he asked me to do that. Because if you practice a piece incorrectly um, in those small things, what you're rehearsing is actually the incorrectness. And it's actually going to ruin your overall goal in the end. Because, you know, that piece is going to just sabotage all the other good stuff you have. And that's what I realized is what he was looking at as the long game. I was looking at the short game. And there's only so much of the talent could overcome that. You know, you could be the most talented person, but we all make mistakes. We're human beings. We're flawed. And I realized the long game is the only game. And that's what he was trying to tell me. Is that, yes, some people will be more talented than others. Some people will make less mistakes than others. But the overarching concept is that you got to, you got to focus on your weaknesses, hone those so they don't become your downfall and look at the journey as this, you know, consistent path you got to walk down on rather than the sprint that you can do. And I think that's uh, something I'm learning how to do. Well, maybe that's why I enjoy coming back to the hotel room and uh, have a cup of tea because I can take the time. Take the time to focus on the long game and uh, give myself a break from the sprint.
Maybe that's why. Or maybe I'm just a fan of Leon the Lobster and I really want to know what he's doing. And uh, I'm a dedicated fan. Anyways, um, I hope you're all doing well. I hope, uh, you know, this episode finds you all at a place where you are thriving. And uh, hopefully you're focusing on your long game, whatever you do. And if you have trouble doing that, visit Leon. He'll share wisdom with you just like how he did with me. And I'll see you guys next time, you know, at the same place with a brand new story of being the son of Smiley. Take care, everybody.